Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we come to the end of chapter 10 in the book of Mark, beginning with verse 46. Jesus and his disciples are on their way back up to Jerusalem, where Jesus will be turned over to the authorities and crucified. He has told his disciples about this. They still didn't really comprehend it, but the mood was somber. Verse 32 says that as they headed toward Jerusalem, the disciples were amazed and fearful about what they would encounter there. But they make some stops along the way, and the stop we'll be looking at this week was Jericho. Mark has been writing about Jesus' miracles throughout his gospel, miracles that proved Jesus spoke and operated with the authority of God. And even while Jesus is on his final march up to Jerusalem, here he stops to perform one more for a blind beggar. Have you ever looked at yourself as a blind beggar? That's hard for us to do most of us sighted, probably none of us begging on the streets, yet it isn't a far-fetched comparison, but one we must embrace. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Jesus's Final Miracle of Mercy. We get to keep marching through the Gospel of Mark, and this morning we're going to arrive at a transition point. We deal with the passage today that is the end of the first long segment of Mark. After we finish today's text, everything else recorded by Mark, the full last six chapters, will all take place in the last week of Jesus' life, followed by His death and resurrection. Now, by this time, Jesus has already done most of the things you know of Him doing during His life by way of miracles and teaching and the Sermon on the Mount, the parables and all of that. Most of those things He did up in the northern region of Galilee. He was there for over a year and a half, almost nonstop, punctuated by a few trips to Jerusalem at uh, Passover and some other special occasions. And now he has come down from Galilee in the north. He's been taking his men around, (laughs) working on training them for their ministries after he is gone. Passed briefly through Galilee again. and, And then he spent time in the region to the east of the Jordan River called Perea. He carried on a significant ministry there for a couple of months. Uh, Mark, however, says very little about it. Luke is the one who devotes many chapters to that portion of Jesus' life, and so someday when we study Luke, Lord willing, we will see all those things. With this incident that we come to today, we learn for sure that as we've been hearing, he's, he's leaving, he's leaving, he's leaving, he's heading for Jerusalem. By today's text, we find out that he and his group have crossed the Jordan River, They have come now to Jericho, the first city that you encounter when you cross the Jordan River. That's right, where Israel entered when they came into the promised land. And this incident takes place right on the outskirts of that city of Jericho. Now, there's a lot of excitement building. I'm going to show you in the next couple of weeks the the mindset of the people who were with Jesus. 
Jesus knows he's going to the cross. Most of the people going with him think they're heading for a coronation. So there's a tremendous fervor about this that is building up. And in the midst of that, with an ever-gathering crowd, Jesus stops and heals two blind men. Mark only mentions one of them. He obviously was the most uh, outgoing or the best known of the two of them. It was actually the final such miracle before Jesus died. So I've called it Jesus' final miracle of mercy. Now we're going to see in that last week, he does a few things that are clearly uh, supernatural, but this is so much like all of those miracles up in Galilee, we'll see what it teaches us. You're going to find out about true faith. You're going to find out about our need for God's grace as we look at this. So it's this Jesus' final miracle of mercy. And from the text, which is Mark 10, 46 through 52, we can extract three questions that are implied for us. Do you know your own need? Are you willing to persist? And do you have what it takes? So let's dive right into the text. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. It says, Then they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. Now that certainly looks like an innocent verse. Uh, I don't see very much there that could cause anyone to have trouble with understanding it. We do know that this man named Bartimaeus was apparently fairly well known because his name is mentioned as if that was something some people would recognize. The name of his father is mentioned, so perhaps he was uh, the son of some sort of dignitary. We, we don't really know. But there is a sinkhole in this verse. If you do what I've been suggesting you do, and that is when you study a gospel, you really have to look at four gospels to put everything together in quadraphonic sound as we see the four records of the life of Christ. Now, this might not give you spiritual goosebumps. It might not change your life, but I can give you a good opportunity here to learn how, again, to apply a principle of Bible interpretation. Notice it says there in Mark ten forty six. Uh, then they came to Jericho. So Mark says, they came to Jericho. But if you look over at Luke's record of this event, he says, as he was approaching Jericho, no problem harmonizing those two, but then Matthew says, as they were going out from Jericho. Well, was he coming or was he going? Does he know the difference? I don't sometimes know the difference. Did it happen before Jesus and the crowd came into Jericho? Did it happen as they left Jericho? Did they encounter these two guys as they came into Jericho and talk to them all the way through the whole city until they were leaving Jericho? How do you, how do you put that together? Well, if you want to find an excuse to reject the the Bible and not be a Christian, you can just flippantly look at this and say, oh, that's just one another of those many contradictions in the Bible. But there are no contradictions in the Bible. Um, that's never, uh, those are always smoke screens when somebody says that. But there are things that when you first look at them, you have to figure out how do they fit together when they are describing the same incident and use somewhat different words. In this case, there are at least two possible explanations that are 
well within the integrity and the accuracy of Scripture. One pretty simple resolution is based on the fact that there are actually two ancient sites for Jericho. One was the Old Testament site, the one that was destroyed when Israel came in and God made the the walls fall down. The other was the site where the city of Jericho was in the time of Jesus. Now, Matthew, he's the one that says this was as they were coming out of Jericho. Matthew is the one who wrote his gospel for the Jews. He's the one who would be more likely to have thought of the Old Testament site as the real Jericho, if you, if you will. And so it would have been easy to, to say that they'd cross the Jordan River, then heading up to Jerusalem, you'd go by the old site of Jericho, leave there, and then come into the new. And so Matthew may be referred to the Old Testament site. There's another viable possibility, though, that all three of them are referring to the place where people lived in Jericho in that time. And if that's the case... Jesus had passed through the city and was on his way out. Then he encountered Bartimaeus and his uh, companion, and he turned around and headed back into the city. After he dealt with these men, then he decided to enter the city again. That's where he encountered Zacchaeus, you know, the little guy that couldn't see over the crowd, so he climbed up in the tree, and I have an amen, and he he met Jesus there. Jesus brought him to faith and then went into the city and actually spent uh, time at the house of Zacchaeus, which caused a great big uproar because Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Another thing that we might look at if we had more time. That's Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Well, whichever resolution of those things that you choose is fine with me. In either case, you've got to realize there's a big crowd here, and you don't just dart around with a big crowd uh, following you. So they came to Jericho as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. Now here again, we need uh, to resolve an issue of harmonizing Matthew and Mark and Luke on one other point, but this one is much easier. Uh, Mark only mentions one. Bartimaeus. Matthew says there were two. The more well-known one was obviously Bartimaeus, who was the spokesman for the two. But that's not even close to being a, a, a conflict or a contradiction, because one doesn't rule out two, and two obviously includes one. Uh, it's like when Jesus healed the, the two demoniacs over in Gadarene to the east of the of the Sea of Galilee, and one of them did all of the talking. So he gets the focus in some of the Gospels, and actually there were, there were two. Now Mark also throws in the little tidbit that these men were, were beggars. Now that's, that's not a surprise, because in that culture, many people, such as the blind, pretty much anybody that we today would refer to as handicapped, tended to be very marginalized and would easily end up with no means to care for themselves unless they specifically had family that took them in or someone that took care of them. That's why giving alms for the poor, that was part of life. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.